0: is the best Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning, and I feel very confident and very optimistic stating that as Drew Locke got his first win as Denver Broncos quarterback and moving forward throughout the next four games, the Broncos will have a large enough sample size to truly evaluate whether or not they're going to make an organizational commitment to Drew Locke. What's going on, everybody? This is Luke, host of Broncos on the Rocks, presented to you by Mile High Report and SB Nation. And you've got to be living under a rock if you've never heard of the man himself, Drew Locke. (laughs) For Broncos country, trying to spit a little rhyme there. Um, But Drew Locke is the toast of the town. Um, It's amazing what one win will do to the city, but it's also amazing what a young quarterback prospect does to the city. Now, Drew Locke, I've been on Lock Watch all the way since last year, trying to cover my first draft, and I liked Drew Locke coming out of Missouri. Uh, the reports of him and John Elway just being smitten um, at the Senior Bowl last year and, and leading up to the draft, all of those things are finally coming to fruition, it feels like. And pieces tend to fall as they should, when they should, and... Drew Locke had to do something for the first time in his career that he has never done, and that is simply warm the bench. Now, Drew Locke suffered that thumb injury early in the season, early in the preseason, but being designated to injured reserve was definitely a major setback for Drew Locke. Um, Drew Locke was throwing a ball a couple weeks after that thumb injury and going on IR and trying to mentally prepare himself and physically prepare himself for his NFL start. But this kid came out of high school, was a four-year starter walking into high school. Then he was a four-year starter walking into college. So it's a little bizarre. To think that Drew Locke was comfortable redshirting as a as a rookie quarterback in the NFL, that's a notion and a thought and a take that I do not subscribe to at all. One thing that John Elway knows, especially when it comes to the NFL, and say what you want about John Elway, say what you want about his, his selection in quarterbacks over the years, and we're going to go through it, but... John Elway knows that the ultimate test of a quarterback is simply through experience and baptism by fire. And Drew Locke, he passed his first test. And that first test was that very first game. Now, he showed a ton of energy, a ton of swag. You could see it on his face before the kickoff even started against the Los Angeles Chargers here at Empower Field. And I got to just... Give a quick quick concern, a quick opinion of mine. 19,000 no-shows. 19,000 no-shows. That just kind of shows where the Broncos are currently at in terms of uh, they're losing ways. But I think those things can turn around. And I think that if Vic Fangio and John Elway and the Broncos organization came out last Monday... And said Drew Lock is going to go ahead and be our starting quarterback. I think there probably would have been a lot more people at that game. Now I can't be sure. The weather was, you know, a little chilly. It was a holiday weekend, the weekend after um, Thanksgiving and Black Friday and things of that nature. But what's stopping from what's stopping you from naming Drew Lock the starter? I mean, Vic Fangio last week after the game said that it was a silly game they played all week but i mean you could have printed up a pile of drew lock jerseys to go on sale for black friday you could have started to hype up broncos country a little bit more and i think eventually that would have led to a lot less people not coming to the game i mean nineteen that is significant The Denver Broncos organization, they take note of those things, because that's money that the organization's losing, that's support that the organization's losing, and the biggest thing, that's interest that the organization is losing, and this has been an organization run by Pat Bolin, and John Elway, and and Joe Ellis, that has always had a huge connection to the fan base, so those are things to take note, but... I don't think there's going to be a ton of no-shows in the next home game. I know that they're going on the road here against Houston. But ultimately, Drew Locke is the best Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning. Now, I know he's only played one game, and Vic Fangio doesn't want to anoint him a, a Hall of Famer in Canton, Ohio just yet either. But let's look at this game. The kid went 18 for 28, passed for 134 yards, Two touchdowns, one interception. Now, I want to talk about these two touchdowns because they were absolutely electric as we started to go through them. Anytime a young quarterback's going to throw his first touchdown pass, it's going to be exciting. We saw that with Brandon Allen a little bit earlier in this year. Now, Drew Locke, first quarter, two touchdown passes to Cortland Sutton. The very first touchdown pass, the first one's always the sweetest one. Now, it was a 26-yard touchdown pass that... Cortland Sutton reeled in with one hand. Now, it was later exposed and revealed that Drew Locke had the ability to change Cortland Sutton's route. So, in the huddle, Drew Locke told Cortland Sutton to go ahead and run a fade route. Now, Cortland Sutton was all over it. And anyone that doesn't believe Cortland Sutton should not be a Pro Bowl wide receiver, I've got no patience for you. I've got no... um, I just take huge exception with that because Cortland Sutton has not only arrived, but he continues to be getting better. And he is seeing some of this confidence and this swag come through from his rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback that had been kind of dogged along by his head coach for not practicing really since training camp. And that's through no fault of his own. He can't control when he gets injured or when he gets hurt and he can't control whether or not he was on IR. But when Vic Fangio is saying, you know, the big concern with Drew Locke was his lack of practice, well, to not have a lot of practice as a first team quarterback and go out there in your first game and perform the way that you did, that's pretty damn impressive. And. Things we know about Drew Locke, the tangible things, his prototypical size, he's got the arm talent, he's able to make quick, sudden movements in the pocket, he's got really decent field vision. I mean, I think he can clean it up and make it really good field vision, but I think he's got decent field vision. And those things have never been in question. It's been some of the other things in terms of accuracy, his footwork, things of that nature. But to me, the most impressive stat... That Drew Locke logged and actually didn't log on Sunday, zero sacks. Drew Locke protected himself. He he protected the offense. He was able to get the ball out quick and clean. He did throw an interception. That interception was from Chargers linebacker Denzel Perryman. And if you go back and look, and I'm gonna constantly preach it, go get all acts, NFL access, total access, whatever you want to call it, the package, watch the coach's film. Break this down. It's not rocket science. Start charting your plays. I watch every game twi- at least twice, try to make it three times, and I try to look for tendencies, and I try to look for things and and figure out what happened on this play. And when the linebacker, Denzel Perryman, um, intercepted Drew Locke, it was on a second-and-nine play. It was a play-action pass, and it was a pass that Drew Locke, Locked on, no pun intended, to wide receiver Tim Patrick. Now, Tim Patrick, a couple weeks ago, I said I think he has the potential to be a Broncos number two wide out, and we haven't seen a ton from him since then. But, Drew Locke does something he rarely does, and he locked on to that wide receiver, and the middle linebacker, Denzel Perryman, absolutely read it perfectly, was able to pick that off. We know that Drew Locke has had struggles Particularly in the middle of the field with virtual reality. Now, I think ultimately uh, the true measure of a quarterback is whether or not they're going to get it done in the game, not in practice, not through virtual reality. Those are excellent resources and excellent things to improve your players with. But Drew Lock is going to. Drew Lock learned more from one interception against the Chargers last Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. He learned more from that one interception than any virtual reality training, than any coaches meeting, than any practice, any walkthrough, anything he's ever experienced. It's baptism by fire. It's that simple. And the moment wasn't too big for Drew Locke. Now, I know that there are some questions regarding the second half of the game as it pertains to Rich Gangarello. Did Rich Gangarello handcuff Drew Locke and limit him? Yes, absolutely he did. Uh, it was revealed Vic Fangio had said that Rich Gangarello wanted to take a knee late in the game, and Fangio said, no, we're not going to do it. Uh, they were The Broncos' offense was able to um, get a defensive pass interference call on Chargers cornerback Casey Hayward as Cortland Sutton was running a deep route, and that ultimately set up the game-winner, the 53-yard game-winning field goal. But I guess my point with this is for anyone saying that Vic Fangio's a hater towards Drew Locke, he doesn't like Drew Locke, things of that nature, Vic Fangio put the ball in Drew Locke's hands. A guy that hasn't practiced, according to the coach, just ask him. He'll tell you. Vic, Vic Fangio is dying to tell you that Drew Locke has not practiced that much. But here he is giving the keys, going against the offensive coordinator, vetoing that call, saying, no, we're going to go down and we're going to be aggressive. And he's doing that with his rookie quarterback because he sees what Drew Locke is. And I hope, I just hope that that Vic Fangio can see, and I wonder, what does he see, you know, the, the projected quarterback of the future? What does Drew Locke a year from now look like? in Vic Fangio's mind, I think that's a very encouraging sign. Now, um, for me, one of the most interesting things that I noticed um, in watching the game and just going through some of my notes, uh, it it looked like Drew Locke was definitely nervous. He was throwing, um, throwing off of his back foot a little bit. He's got this wrist flick when he throws the ball. It's a terrible habit. He was a little nervous and a little tight, and then things started to just go away and it felt like those nerves translated to enthusiasm and those nerves translated to um being a baller i guess right that's that's what the the kids call it nowadays right balling out drew Locke was balling out it's that simple and i really like the fact that he's avoided sacks he avoided two sacks in the first quarter on on his own he's got that strong arm he seemed laser focused each pass that he threw seemed to have a lot of, um, I want to say they're deliberate. They're deliberate passes. He does not look confused. He doesn't look lost. Now, most of you have probably noticed that Drew Locke was carrying a um, a play calling wristband. And that was something that I thought was very odd. Something that I immediately Compared to another quarterback I saw play uh, last week in Lamar Jackson, who also uses that quarterback wristband. And I don't want to start going through quarterback wristbands and who's doing what and 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 what that success looks like, but tailor your offense to your quarterback. Please, Rich Scangarello, please tailor this offense towards Drew Locke, John Elway, please. You can find some middle ground. I know that the Shanahan-Kubiak West Coast offense is, is John's baby. And he's not going to get rid of it, folks. There's no way. It's not going anywhere as long as John Elway is here. So y'all better just accept it. But this kid, Drew Locke, I think he can run. If, if Rich Gangarello ran a hybrid offense, that's utilizing a West Coast offense and a spread offense. I think you can have something really special in Drew Locke. I think that you're not only going to be adding to his skill set and repertoire with his footwork that needs to be improved. um, Try not to take shots at Drew Locke, especially while he's doing so well, and I'm a huge Drew Locke fan... But that footwork has got to get cleaned up. I don't like the three steps, the five steps, and God forbid there's a seven-step drop because it's just awful. Um, I know some friends of mine in the media refer to a ghost step in one of his drop backs just because he has such a long, sloppy stride when he's dropping back. But Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are running, at times, what I like to envision, a hybrid West Coast and spread offense to be. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a spread quarterback, and um, they're tailoring the offense towards what their quarterback does well. And you've got guys like Chris Harris Jr. last week coming out to the media, and Chris Harris Jr. is very smart, and he is very deliberate as well. And Chris Harris Jr. is saying that Locke can be really special in the spread. That's hint, hint, (laughs) message. That's a Message! Message! That's a message. That's a message to Rich Gangarello and John Elway. Play to the guy's strengths. Now, Cortland Sutton's coming out and reeling in two touchdowns in one quarter and, and starting to uh, get chemistry with Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton thinks he can be the guy. A woohooer, a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. And I'm starting to wonder if some of the offensive linemen particularly Dalton Reisner thinks he can be the guy. It was revealed moments ago at the press conference that Drew Locke stated, um, and the question was asked, I think it was by Mike Kliss and or someone else, forgive me if I'm wrong there, but the question was asked, who else is talking in the huddle? What kind of chatter goes on around that huddle? And Drew Locke was quick to note that Dalton Reisner is the most audible player in the huddle other than him. He said that Dalton Reisner loves to mess with him, loves to give him grief in practice, loves to even in the game. First series of the game, he said Dalton Reisner was calling the opposite play after Drew Locke just said what the play was going to be. He's trying to break the ice. He's challenging his 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 uh, peer. They're they draft classmates. You know they're they were picked right with each other in the, in the second round. So these guys have been with each other since the spring. They've been doing these interviews together. They've, they're finally on the field. And you get the feeling that there's this core nucleus of guys. And one of the coolest things, and I had a nerd out moment, because everybody knows Disney Plus is out, right? And it's the craziest, coolest thing ever. If you've got kids, it's like crack for kids. Disney Plus, Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story, all that stuff. I love it, right? So when Drew Locke said that Dalton Reisner makes fun of him, and the offensive line are making fun of him, calling him Buzz Lightyear for wearing that plate-calling sheet on his arm, I like it because that tells me that his teammates care. Because as a guy, we give each other hell. That's just the way it is, especially in the locker room. Been in some competitive locker rooms in high school, and I've never reached the collegiate level. I've had some glimpses in the NFL here and there, but guys like to give each other hell. And they give each other hell when they care. And they give each other hell when they know the other one can handle it. Drew Locke can handle it. Drew Locke's got the swag. And I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke is giving some of that hell right back to some of these players. Because I think underneath it all and behind these boy bands, behind the boy band hair and the charming good looks and everything else, I think Drew Locke, he's got the killer instinct that John Elway has been searching for at quarterback. And that should be very, very encouraging for everyone in Broncos country. Now, just like the rest of you, I'm waiting to see the remaining four games. I'm not anointing him the franchise quarterback, but I think he has a great shot at it. I really do. He's got a great chance. Let's go through some of these quarterbacks, and you tell me right now whether or not you would rather have Drew Locke. You look at, obviously, Trevor Simeon, right? Sixth-round draft pick. Uh, is the only quarterback with a f- above 500 record, I think, at 13 and 11 post Peyton Manning. I take Drew Locke. Paxton Lynch couldn't handle it, not mature, doesn't have the wherewithal to be a franchise quarterback. I take Drew Locke. Chad Kelly, what a mess there. You talk about swag and swag Kelly. I don't want to hear that ever again. I don't want to hear that name. I don't want to hear Kyle Sloter. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. My dad's a big Kyle Sloater guy, but I don't want to hear about that. Uh, Drew Locke is the guy. You look at Mark Sanchez, who was here for all of a minute. No, no thank you. Uh, You look at Case Keenum. That didn't work out. Brandon Allen. I think Brandon Allen has probably made some bones to be a backup in this league, and I would be more than comfortable with Brandon Allen backing up Drew Locke next year if that's the route that they go. And you look at Joe Flacco. I ask you, out of all those quarterbacks, do you really think that Drew Locke is one of those guys? Or do you think he's better than those guys? Because I know he's better than those guys. I've seen Drew Locke up close. i watched him at training camp. Um, it, it's just, there's something about him. It. He has it, right? That's, I think, one of the most deadliest terms in sports. The it factor. Because so many guys are designated to have that it factor, and it just never comes to fruition. It never works out. Drew Locke, he isn't a guy that's going to come out and say he's got the it factor. He's going to go out there and show you. And when he shows you, he's going to show you with a little thing that I like to call athletic arrogance. And it's a term that I've thrown around. Some other friends of mine have thrown around. Some of the other media folks have thrown around, and I love it. You should want your quarterback to have some athletic arrogance. He needs to march onto that field and be a leader of men. He needs to lead grown men into that end zone. He needs to lead a team. A second half of the team defense has got to respect the quarterback. And Drew Locke, he's got that killer instinct. I know he does. I know he can do it. But will he? That's the question. Potential. Potential is also another dirty word in sports, the it factor and potential. So, as we look look ahead to the Houston Texans games, do I do I think that Drew Locke is going to play well? Yeah, I do. Do I think Drew Locke is going to turn the ball over? Yeah, and I'd almost be willing to guarantee it, because that's what happens when you learn. That's what happens when you grow and you progress you don't play not to lose, you don't play not to make a mistake, you go out there, and you you hang loose, and one thing that consistently, one word that consistently follows Drew Locke around, fun, I mean, just watch the game, watch him play, watch him at these interviews, watch him practice, Talk to talk to him a little bit, talk, you know, like, Watch a video of him. Go back to his college day. Look at his game. The guy has fun when he's out there. And winning's fun and losing sucks. Everybody knows that. But I'm willing to bet that Drew Locke inspired some fun with some of his teammates the other day. And that they had fun winning the game. Now, I don't know how much fun Brandon McManus had throwing his little... I'm just going to call it a hissy fit because that's exactly what it was. I was always taught never to throw your helmet Uh, It's one of those unspoken rules in football. It's a disrespectful thing, especially for a piece of equipment in today's day and age that is designed to support your head with CTE and all these other things at the forefront of the NFL's list of concerns. Brandon McManus, you know, he's been a pillar in the community. The Broncos would not have won Super Bowl 50 without him. But I don't need the kicker throwing a fit and throwing his helmet because he missed an opportunity for a 65-yard record field goal. And while I can understand and appreciate it's a losing season and it would have been a highlight of the season, I don't care. I really don't care. And neither does Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio had come out and said, you know, statistically speaking, if the kicker misses one of those long kicks and another kick comes up, the statistics show that the kicker is more likely to miss having already missed one field goal. And he was asked about that again today by D-Mac from the fan. And say what you want about D-Mac. d is very thorough in his job. And D-Mac loves to push buttons. He loves to heckle. He loves to get answers. And that's one of the reasons I respect the guy a lot because he asks follow-up questions and you know his first question did you talk to Brandon McManus after the game Um, or did you see the fit after the game and it's like well yeah I saw it after the game and we eventually spoke but you know history showed that particularly Brandon's history that you know Vic Fangio was accurate in what he said so I've got no problem with Vic Fangio electing him not to kick that sixty-five-yard field goal. Uh, I've had a couple of days to think about it, but um, I don't like talking about the kicker. It's kickers and punters. I sorry, no disrespect. I just I'm not into it right now. I'm into this rookie quarterback Drew Locke, and I'm into figuring out whether or not he's worth the investment that the Broncos one have already made in him, and two, they may potentially need to make. As the Broncos fell from the 5th overall spot to the 11th overall spot. If the NFL draft took place today. Now, I will be out at the East-West Shrine game. Um... Second week of January in Florida, I will be evaluating some of the players that have declared for the NFL draft. Of course, I'm really, really excited to see Steven Montez, University of Colorado. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, also just declared for the NFL draft out of the University of Colorado. I'm really excited to see him. But the Broncos have to determine whether or not they've got their guy. And these next four games are going to tell them that. Uh, It's a large enough sample size. And I think ultimately, Broncos country, you should be excited because the change is here and the change is happening now. With a young nucleus of players, including Drew Locke. You look at Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, Dalton Reisner, Alexander Johnson, Justin Simmons. Who, I hope they get a deal done by the way. Every day I wake up hoping I'm going to get breaking news that Justin Simmons has just got a deal done for a contract extension. Um, you look at this young nucleus of players. And you can see potential. You can see the it factor in those guys. And you can see those guys truly um, being the heart of the team for the future. And the future is now. Philip Lindsay is already looked at as a vet in that locker room in his second year. Dalton Reisner is a rookie that's out there talking trash to the vets. Yucking it up with his teammates. Um, He's beloved in the locker room by everyone. That shows you what the Broncos are building, and they're building something very, very special. Now, something Drew Locke said, he's gotten a lot of questions, right? How did it feel throwing your first touchdown? How did it feel having your mom and dad there? Who's been reaching out to you? Things like that. Well, it was revealed today, minutes ago, that Archie Manning, legendary quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, father of Peyton Eli, Peyton, and Eli Manning, Archie Manning sent a text to Drew Locke right before the game. And in that text, he said, you can't win them all if you don't win your first. And Drew Locke has been going to these Manning Passing Academy camps ever since he was a kid. He's kept a relationship and lines of communications with the Manning family open. And he stated that coming to Denver, that's just strengthened that relationship a little bit more with Peyton and Archie. So to have Archie Manning... Behind you, and the Manning family behind you, sending you texts saying you can't win them all if you don't win your first kind of breaks the ice up for you a little bit, puts things in context to have one of the greats. I mean, football royalty, I don't think it gets any bigger than the Manning family, it doesn't get any better than the Manning family. And while I'm excited to see Eli start this week because I know Daniel Jones is hurt, um, the Mannings are just royalty, and that's the way it's always going to be. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, it just shows you the pedigree and the potential that Drew Locke has. Other people know it. They can see it. Archie Manning can see it. I don't know what Peyton's thoughts are. I, he hasn't been on record one way or another talking about Drew Locke. I'm sure he'd give you the company line of I think the kid has a great future. But I'd be curious to see what he really has to say evaluating film of Drew Locke. So many people are in Drew Locke's corner right now and including his teammates. And those are the people that you ultimately need. You don't need the media in your corner. You don't need the fan, you know what? I'm sorry to say it, but you don't need the fans in your corner either. You need to be able to lead a group of men to victory. And victory has been something that the Broncos have not had. They haven't had too many of them, too many victories in the last two to three years. Will Drew Locke start to change that against the Houston Texans? As Gary Kubiak used to say, we are fixing to find out. Thank you guys for joining me here on this edition of Broncos on the Rocks, presented to you by Mile High Report and SB Nation going to go ahead and give you my quick pick right now for Houston and Denver. I've got the Denver Broncos upsetting the Houston Texans, and it's not just because of Drew Locke. It's because I think this could be a trap game for the Houston Texans. The Texans are going to be facing the Tennessee Titans, who they have not played at all. This is a division team, the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans, that will be playing twice in the next four weeks. They've got their hands full in their division. Now I know Deshaun Watson is playing out of his mind right now, but I just there's something about Bill O'Brien and that team that I and Bradley Roby. We're gonna be seeing him. Uh, Kareem Jackson is coming back and returning to Houston. He's been dishing all the dirt on the Texans to his teammates and coaches. But right now, I've got the Denver Broncos winning close shootout, 30 to 27 in Houston. Drew Locke gets his second win of his second career start second win i mean that's a big one on the road first one on the road and i think that chemistry ultimately continues to build now i do want to give a quick shout out to Derek wolf Derek wolf has been a favorite of mine ever since um he got here I've had the opportunity to cover Derek Wolf at a couple different events, see him practice, been at his press conferences, and I want to wish um, a speedy recovery to Derek and uh, obviously happy holidays to him and his family. But that dislocated elbow, I hope he can heal. I hope he can be back. I hope that was not the last time we saw him in orange and blue. So I've got the Broncos winning this, 30-27. to Drew Locke is going to prove in this first away game that he can improve between games. He's going to show the Houston Texans that he's got a little something for him. Rich Gangarello, you're on the hot seat, bro. It's time to get together with Drew Locke and figure out how you can make this offense work. Thanks, guys, for joining me. Go Broncos. Be sure to check out all our podcasts, all our digital content, all our work on milehighreport.com, podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Please give us a review, like That thumbs up. I'm Luke Patterson at Luke Patterson LP saying, always believe in that mile high magic.